Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. All right, this is One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We're here Saturday morning, 6 a.m., the voice of the entrepreneur, the radio show for business owners, CEOs, managers, leaders, and everybody who's decided to become your own boss. And all of you who've decided to become your own boss, welcome. We got a great show, great the next guest here on the show. Uh, I'm super excited to get on. We talk about One Man Brand Radio being the voice of the entrepreneur. And I'm bringing in my old friend Jim Freeman, who's had a successful law practice through the years and various business interests, but has really devoted his life to what I believe is an entrepreneurial effort, even though you'll be the first to admit, Jim, not a lot of money at stake with Conviction Yoga. Let's start Let's start by just telling everybody, what is Conviction Yoga? Conviction Yoga is? Conviction Yoga brings yoga into prisons. Uh, we go into the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and teach yoga to the inmates. And you've been doing this now for, what, three or four years? Right about a little over three years now. And, man, I, I just feel, I, I know you're building something, and I know you're starting to get traction with it, and I know that it's something you're you're dedicated to. So, Every part except the money. You're not making any money off this, though. I'm not making. A, I'm not making a penny. I'm actually spending money to to make it happen. So why don't we go back to the beginning? Give me the history on how conviction yoga became a thing for Jim Freeman and why you decided this was something you wanted to commit your life to. Really, right. Uh, so it was like it was right around 2011. I had just had a hip replacement and started doing yoga to rehab the surgical wound. And just kind of fell in love. I'd been meditating for years and found it just a perfect hand and glove kind of thing fit with the uh, with my meditation practice. And then, uh, like, I started looking around, and there were so many populations that need yoga and could benefit from yoga, but they just can't find it cost prohibitive. There's just uh, you know the, the the to have an average practice, you would have to spend forty, fifty, sixty bucks a week to actually be able to participate in yoga, which that's outside a lot of people's price range. So I started looking around at different uh, groups that didn't have access to yoga and decided if uh, I ended up taking a teacher training and then decided I would teach yoga for free, whatever that was going to look like. So a lot of people, you, you're not the first person I've known who's gotten into yoga, gotten really into yoga and decide they want to become a teacher. Now, the population shrinks considerably of the people who say, I'm going to teach yoga and only do it for free and you further shrink the universe to say i'm going to do it for free and i'm going to offer it to to inmates who otherwise would not have access to yoga without a program like this right right absolutely so how did you end up there okay well it evolved because so in the beginning i was like looking around you know homeless groups battered women shelters uh first-time felons all of those kind of uh areas are already People are already wanting to help them. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at the prison population because literally we lock our people up and throw away the key and everybody just literally forgets about them. So I was thinking of all the people in the world that could benefit from some of this as people that are never coming home, that might never see the light of day in the free world again, but could possibly change the prison system from the inside out. We're visiting with Jim Freeman, the founder of Conviction Yoga, 
based here in Austin, but taking his yoga practice behind bars uh, and offering free yoga classes to inmates. Give us a little bit of the backstory, Jim, in terms of what you were up against in terms of even being able to get inside the prisons. Well, the system itself was very resistant to me coming in at all because, honestly, no one had never had never brought it to the tables. No one had ever offered to bring yoga into a prison. And, you know, there's a common misconception in Western civilization that yoga is just a fitness activity. And it's really a much, much more, actually, the fitness part of it is more of a side effect than actually the goal. The goal of it is like a, it's an enlightenment tradition, just like Buddhism or Taoism. Uh, the definition of enlightenment in yoga is uh, self-realization. So it's that whole idea that if you really knew who you were, you wouldn't you want to be anybody but who you are. Right. And so like these guys, uh, the idea is to help them figure out that they are sacred beings, that they are something much more beyond just an inmate locked up in prison. And so hopefully that realization will lead them to, like, I wouldn't intentionally poison my body to get high if I really knew who I was, if I knew how valuable I was. I wouldn't cause injury to other people if I really knew how valuable they were. So let's talk about the early days. And really, frankly, having known you through this whole deal, when you were very first getting it started, I remember you you telling me that even before you could, that there was a struggle in terms of finding a warden or a facility that would be the first one that would let you sort of test it. But then also, there's a lot of driving just to even get there. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. So um, I called around all the prisons around the Austin area, and nobody was willing to let me come in. And then I found a guy in Dallas that was taking contemplative, I can't ever say this word, contemplative prayer into into the prison and that's a christianity form of meditation Mm -hmm. and he was going in with this older hippie guy basically Mm -hmm. and uh, the hippie guy knew some yoga postures and was teaching some of the yoga postures to the men and they were very excited about doing it and wanted to learn yoga but he didn't know how to teach so you know the universe kind of lined us all up and he called me one day and said would you be willing to drive to tennessee colony which is a almost a four-hour drive from austin uh to teach yoga to the inmates and i was like absolutely i would be thrilled to come do that so you've got your first at bat at that point right kind of snuck in with some guys that were already getting in which right uh, that, that's a poor choice of words because sneaking into <laughs> prison maybe well it's it's in, incredibly interesting how difficult it is to get into the prison it's way harder to get in than it is, is to get out like, how about that every time i go into a prison the 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 checks and balances of finding you know of the security is way more arduous than it is when I'm trying to leave. This is One Man Brand Radio, voice of the entrepreneur here on KLBJ AM, and we are stretching the boundaries a little. We're coloring outside the lines a little bit and tugging at our definition of entrepreneur this week with Jim Freeman. He's the founder of Conviction Yoga. He's dedicated his life to building something, but at the center of that is not making a lot of money, but there's still leadership, there's still sales, there's still marketing, all the things that any entrepreneur would need to grow a business B2B or business to consumer, 
Uh, all those things are still going on for Jim, but instead of making a big pile of cash, Jim's interested in making the world a better place, especially for the most disenfranchised among us. I'm interested to drill a lot deeper on this with Jim Freeman from Conviction Yoga. We'll pick up the conversation next. The One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. I see you working long hours in your business, but when will you take some time to work on your business? It's Ray from One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ, and I've been invited to participate in a very cool business strategy and planning event in 2017 that's designed for local owner-operated businesses just like yours. It's called Ad Talks, A-D-T-A-L-K-S, and you can find more information at adtalks.org. I'm honored to be invited because the presenters include local luminaries and best-selling authors and some of the brightest business business building minds out there. Day one is a series of TED style talks designed to get you to see your business with fresh eyes. And then on day two, we'll break off into small groups, giving each business owner an opportunity to work privately with a small group of consultants and address exactly what is required for them to break through in 2017. This is a serious business event for serious business owners. Register before January 15th, save $500. Use the coupon code KLBJ, save another $500. AdTalks.org. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back. One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We've got a website, onemanbrandradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Man Brand Radio. And when you search those words, you'll find us on Facebook. We've got links to all the old episodes and podcasts and interviews and we've also got a pretty healthy resource section on the website as well if you're an entrepreneur uh, uh, go go uh, browsing through there you might find some some good stuff as well our guest this morning on one man brand radio is my old buddy jim freeman and four years ago jim founded conviction yoga best i can tell he meets every criteria of being an entrepreneur except that this entrepreneurial endeavor it isn't centered around making any money. And in fact, uh, a big part of your nonprofit, which I don't know if it's an official 501c3 or in the process of getting there or whatever, you maybe can tell me a little bit about that. But obviously, fundraising is a part of it. Uh, you maybe have two classes of customers. I would guess maybe we could drill a little deeper into that, Jim, too, is uh, uh, even before you can get inside the prison, you got to sell the warden and the infrastructure, the admin. Somebody's got to say yes to let you, you know, into that secure area. And then what's it like? Uh, do you find that the men are generally receptive or resistant? I want to know all those things. But let's dive back in, back in the beginning. I remember my earliest memory of this with you, and I guess I'd maybe known you, what, three or four years when you started this, uh, was that you were getting in the car. Was it, was it, it was out in East Texas where you were driving, right? Right. It's a Tennessee colony, which is close to Palestine. Palestine, not Palestine, but Palestine. That's how they say it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Which is which is four hours. It's 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 four hours uh, on the way to Tyler and Longview. Right, You're almost all the way Highway to Tyler. Seventy nine. Yep, straight out of Red right, Rock. right, right. So let's hop in the Wayback Machine. Let's go Sherman and Peabody on this deal. And you tell me what's it like the first time you're walking into a prison to teach your first class in the Tennessee Colony, Palestine, Texas. Well, it was very bizarre. Like I had uh, turned in my volunteer application, but I hadn't even gone through orientation at that point because I wasn't sure I was going to ever get in, so I didn't want to bother with the orientation class. But anyway, so I get there and go in. You know, it's uh, very high security. 
you know, 20-foot fences, razor wire on all the different levels of the fence. Uh, you have to come, go through several areas of security where they check your identification, um, run you through a metal detector, literally almost strip search you. Then you get in, and then there's a couple of more security set points through the prison, and then finally made my way to the chapel, which was where the class was going to begin. First time out, how many people did you get to show up? There was, uh, in the contemplative prayer group itself, there was probably 40 or 50 men, Mm -hmm. but there was only maybe six or seven that stood up when he said, okay, we're going to do some yoga. You guys that want to participate, stand up. And we didn't have yoga mats. They had their boots on. You know, it was not. It was not your ordinary yoga class. Anything else really surprising about that, or that stands out from that first time? What did you learn? What was the takeaway from that for you? Well, it was really interesting because as we started moving, then more and more guys, like you know, there were maybe six or seven in the beginning, and then more and more guys started getting up and started participating. And then they started because you know yoga is about linking your breath and your movement together. And so that's very meditative. And they saw that benefit right away. I mean, you could, they could tell almost immediately that it was going to make them feel better to do the work. This is One Man Brand Radio visiting with Jim Freeman. He's the founder of Conviction Yoga, an entrepreneur in spirit for sure, and he's building something to make the world a better place with Conviction Yoga. Talk to me about the business model of Conviction Yoga, and how are you able to do this? I know, knowing you on a personal level, I know that you've had a successful law practice. I know you've got some business interests. You've obviously got the food rent thing covered enough for you to be able to spend a lot of time on this, there's no money coming back right like the only source of income i have now is my public yoga teaching which is very you know you don't make any money teaching yoga so i mean i'm basically living on investment income but as far as conviction yoga itself goes i mean i had to come up with basically a mission statement and in that mission statement i had to you know figure out exactly what it is i wanted to do and so the mission statement is essentially to create a self-sustaining Uh, yoga program within all the units in the system. Self-sustaining is the phrase that jumps off the page at you there. What's required to reach that point where it does in fact sustain itself? Right. Well, you know, the model of making the inmates teachers, we actually started it in January of this year, of uh, 2017, where we are teaching the inmates how to teach other inmates. Hopefully, ultimately creating a volunteer-free Mm-hmm. yoga program so that the kind of the goal is right now like i have 26 men in the teacher training we're doing right now mm-hmm. i want to have an inmate from every pod of every cell block because that's how they go to recreation together i want there to be a yoga teacher in every single recreation group that way when the men gather then they can put on their own yoga class this is One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Jim Freeman, founder of Conviction Yoga, our guest this morning. Did you have nonprofit 501c3 type experience before you jumped into this, or was that a whole part of the learning curve that as well? That was a total learning curve. Yeah. I had no idea how to even start the, I'd start the thing and found a guy that, uh, that was willing to put it all together for me, and that's kind of where it got started. He was a tax attorney that was willing to do it for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that saved me some money. And then... But the most important thing that that really needs to be plugged here is the whole teacher training would have never happened if Yoga Yoga hadn't decided to adopt me. 
Okay, okay. so okay, so let's talk about what does adopting Jim Freeman look like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they really somebody had to get sold on that. There's definitely a sales job there, but absolutely uh, no. But tell me, so Yoga Yoga's good corporate citizen here in Austin. Explain your relationship with them and what their role in Conviction Yoga is. Okay, so my idea to teach the inmates how to teach was going to be very long in fruition because there's a whole educational process that I have to go through personally to be qualified to teach teachers, right? So I was hoping to, like, shortcut the process because it's a several-year process of getting the education. So I had created a I got a interview with Rich Goldstein who is the owner of Yoga Rich, Yoga. Yeah. You know uh-huh. Rich? Sure okay. do. Mm-hmm. So Rich agreed to meet with me and I pitched him the idea of doing a teacher training through Yoga Yoga. Mm-hmm. So I'm part of the teacher training staff and can be part of the of the staff, but I'm actually teaching the inmates under the Yoga Yoga umbrella. So like when I pitched the idea to Huntsville, having Yoga Yoga as an established yoga center that was a teaching facility, because they are, I don't know if you know this, but they are prolific yoga teacher training unit. Okay. Right. And so that having that backing definitely helped pave the road to getting the actual teacher training off the ground. This is One Man Brand Radio. We're visiting with Jim Freeman. Conviction Yoga is bringing yoga into Texas prisons. It's a 501c3. That means fundraising is a part of what you do. Uh, You've got this platform to speak to people. If somebody wants to get involved, how can they do so? Well, the easiest way to get involved is to watch for when we have our fundraising events. And then if you're a yoga center or you have a yoga meetup or any interest in doing a fundraising for us, then what would happen is myself and a couple of other people would come present a yoga class just like we would in the prison, essentially, and then teach the yoga class, make it a donation-based practice. So you you have $5 to give, you put $5 in. If you have $100 to give, you put $100 in. And then hopefully stimulate enough money to pay the different volunteers to blaze pathways into the prisons and then to teach the teacher training staff that I have already. What I'm seeing in my head is just knowing, you know, on my side of the fence here, it's more about we've we've been traveling around the old road show, take a marketing seminar from town to town to town. And what we're finding is a lot more people are interested in, man, can we just pay you the same money and watch the video and do the download, you know, as opposed to because then they can do it more on their own time. Does YouTube and Vimeo and technology, does that give you an opportunity to crack the code on this a little bit or is that not really a thing? Well, that'd be a really interesting angle to look at, but if they like maybe had to pay a $15 fee to watch the class on video, is that what you're kind of implying? Yeah. I mean, well, that's- I, I don't even know if the, the, the payment wasn't the thing so much as, uh, and again, I don't know. I've never been in a prison. Um, I, I, well, I'll take that back. I've been on I've been on the safe side of the thick glass a few <laughs> right, times. Right. <laughs> but, but in terms of, uh, I mean, is even DVDs or video cassettes and TVs, is that a thing that could bridge the gap here in terms of the training or the, the offering of the classes? Well, that would be, that's an incredible idea. I hadn't even really thought about that, about like making a video teacher training. Mm-hmm. and then disseminating it to the prisons. I think it would have a little bit of loss in translation 
of not having teachers there to actually. It really able- is. It's a human connection it that really you're is. making here. It's not a TV show to watch. It's really not. Well, um, yeah, so I think the human connection would be kind of washed out on that. Visiting with Jim Freeman, the founder of Conviction Yoga, uh, you became uh, an official, legitimate 501c3. Your mission, your goal is to bring yoga into Texas prisons and where that's evolved if you're just joining us. Started with Jim driving to and fro, putting a thousand miles a week on his car, driving to this prison and that, and it's now evolved in, I don't know if it's 2.0 or 5.0 or whatever it is, but now you're bringing yoga training and teaching into prisons. Uh, The upside is exponential and it requires some sort of organization. You painted a picture a little earlier about having an Austin hub and San Antonio, Dallas, El Paso and all that, but walk me through what have you learned about running an organization and leadership? There's a huge leadership imperative for this to work and it starts with you. Right. Well, mainly the leadership that I've done so far has just been all by example. Like, you know, this is what I'm doing. If you want to join me, come join me. I have this quote in my email, like a, you know, when it, your email at, at the your bottom signature? of your, Yes, my signature. That's mm-hmm. It's a Harry Truman quote that says, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit. So that's been my whole managerial styles, like bring these people in, get them as excited about it and make it their own. Right. So I have two people helping me with the teacher training and I'm trying to stay out of it as much as possible. Like you present your perspective to yoga Mm -hmm. and not make it like not being a control freak and trying to manage it all. And I think it's being more organic that way and more beneficial. We are up against a break, but what a fascinating conversation we're having this morning with Jim Freeman the founder of Conviction Yoga. It's that time in the hour where we do the news. So let's take a quick break, Jim, if you can hang around, man. And uh, I've got a lot more I want to pick your brain on when it comes to taking yoga into Texas prisons. It's definitely an entrepreneurial endeavor you got going on here. I got my little punch list over here and it meets all the criteria, except that you're not making any money off this deal. And we'll pick up the conversation next when One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. I see you working long hours in your business, but when will you take some time to work on your business? It's Ray from One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ, and I've been invited to participate in a very cool business strategy and planning event in 2017 that's designed for local owner-operated businesses just like yours. It's called Ad Talks, A-D-T-A-L-K-S, and you can find more information at adtalks.org. I'm honored to be invited because the presenters include local luminaries and best-selling authors and some of the brightest business building minds out there. Day one is a series of TED style talks designed to get you to see your business with fresh eyes. And then on day two, we'll break off into small groups, giving each business owner an opportunity to work privately with a small group of consultants and address exactly what is required for them to break through in 2017. This is a serious business event for serious business owners. Register before January 15th, save $500. Use the coupon code KLBJ, save another $500. AdTalks.org. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. So, we're back here with Jim Freeman. Uh, he's the founder of Conviction Yoga. 
And here on One Man Brand Radio, we celebrate the voice of the entrepreneur. And Jim, several times in the show, I've made the qualification that you're just not making any money off of it. But it qualifies as an entrepreneurial endeavor to my eye in terms of that. I've known for a long time that there were one-man brands in the nonprofit land where, where you have somebody who believes strongly about something and wills this into existence, wills something into existence. And you've got to fight the system. You've got to get people to follow you. You have to raise money. There's a whole lot of business business going on in this business of yours that's not generating profit per se. But you mentioned earlier that fundraising is a part of that. So you've got a platform here where we've got an opportunity to carry your message to the world a little bit. So so tell me if somebody wants to get involved with what you're doing, how can they get involved? And if they donate money or donate time, uh, what does that go towards? A couple of things. We need to be able to pay the people that are putting on the teacher training that are going over to the prison with me and give them money to like pay for their time. Because I think over time, people doing it for free are going to burn out. Like mm-hmm. I, Right now, I have two other people on staff with me that are doing prison teacher training. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pay them for their time. Mm-hmm. So every penny that we will bring in on donation at this point will go to paying them their time and expenses to get there. And if you're just joining us earlier in the show, and you can go back and listen to the podcast uh, after the, the show's finished airing, we'll have that published at onemanbrandradio.com. But earlier in the show, you mentioned that the, it's like the 1.0 of Conviction Yoga was Jim driving to, to points far and wide to go in and teach a class. And along the way where it evolved, where it went to the next level, where you could really sus- create that self-sustaining model you wanted, was it became more about taking a teaching program into the prisons. Right. So... Um I w- at one point, I was driving to five prisons, and it was about a thousand miles a week, and it literally just was not sustainable. And I ended up having—I've had a long-term back injury, and all that time in the car oh, just man. made it yeah. just made it not work anymore. I ended up having to have back surgery. So the doctor was like, "Dude, you cannot drive this much anymore." So he cut all that back. And so that was a big piece into making this come into fruition as well, because I could only focus on one prison. So the model is now do this teacher training in this prison, educate them in, have them all teaching yoga on the rec yard or however it's going to look, right? Then uproot, go to a whole nother prison. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to uproot to move to another prison until I have teachers that can go in as volunteers and get the interest for yoga Mm -hmm. established, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I bring a teacher training in, to a place that's never had yoga, they're all going to go, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right? right? The inmates aren't going to want to participate without some level of yoga being introduced. So there's got to be some culture. There has to be a culture of right. yoga classes occurring before you're going to get somebody to say, hey, I could take the ball and run with this. Right. So mm-hmm. the, the other thing that the money will go to is paying those volunteers their expenses, mm-hmm. their time and expenses. So you know, maybe, you know, a yoga teacher can make 60, 80 bucks in one day t- teaching yoga, public classes. I want to be able to match that and then what they would make, what they would have to spend to get their car over there and back. So, you know, maybe it breaks down to a hundred bucks, you know, to get for a yoga teacher to give up their day to go over and teach. 
Earlier in the show, we hopped in the Wayback Machine and revisited the the past. Let's let's go into the future a little bit. How many prisons are there? Do you want to have this in? What does it look like? Five, ten, fifteen? Tell me how long and how big does this thing get when the vision that's in your head? Specify and declare what that is for me. Right. So there are one hundred and twelve TDCJ prisons in the in the system. What are those? What does that alphabet soup stand for? TCDJ. Oh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. So there are 112, I believe, 112 facilities. There's only maybe eight or ten of them there to women. The rest are all men. Um, And all of them are put in places way out in the boonies where nobody wants to even have to see it. You know what I mean? I mean, they put them way out in the middle of nowhere. But there are urban centers close enough to them so volunteers could go and participate. It might be a two- or three-hour drive to get there, but it could happen. So the ultimate goal is, like I said, literally after we do the teacher training in Hughes, at the Hughes unit, pick up, pull up stakes, move to another unit nearby Austin, get the same thing going there, teach the inmates how to teach there, then move on and keep hitting up all the prisons around the Austin area. I want also to create a conviction yoga branch in Dallas and in Houston and El Paso and San Antonio, and then they can all they can all service the prisons that are in their area. So so out in the real world, you've got organizationally, this is what's fascinating to me about this is there's no financial imperative for this, but you're building a large multifaceted corporation, for lack of a better word. And what's interesting, too, the thing that's popping into my head is, uh, you, you know, I've had clients that, that a big chunk of their business is they end up in Bentonville selling to Walmart, right? And Walmart's got all these different locations, right? But they've got intensely, you, you know, uh, uh, methodical protocols that you have to follow to get your product into a Walmart, right? But and, and all that selling is done at in Bentonville, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, right? I got to feel like a lot of that maybe is similar, the same shape of the problem that you have going to tackle the system, quote unquote. I'm making my air quotes in the air there for the <laughs> system because that's a big part of it, right? I mean, you're there at their pleasure. They're not, you, you can't get inside the prison walls without clearing all those logistical hurdles with uh, the powers that be, right? Right. Every single person that goes in has to go through a whole vetting process of making sure that they don't have any kind of conflict of interest with somebody that's maybe they have somebody in their family that's in the prison that they're wanting to get into. So they they make sure none of that's going on. And then you have to go through a a process of getting volunteer approved through orientation. So every single one of us that goes in has to jump through a lot of hoops. And that's kind of been some of the deterrent with volunteers that I've tried to recruit. They come in, you know, they get all, everything done, and they actually go in with into the prison and just realize the magnitude of what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like really heavy work. Mm-hmm. Walking into a prison, hearing the doors, the steel door slamming behind you, seeing these men all dressed in white, completely disconnected from society. I mean, it's really heavy on your heart. I'm going to assume that uh, anybody who signs up for this adventure with Jim Freeman, Conviction Yoga, taking yoga behind bars here in Texas, uh, a yoga teacher is going to sign up for this. They've made their peace with any any fears of safety before they sign up. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, there has been people that kind of bailed out because they didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially because I've been trying to uh, work our way into the women's side of the prison. 
And so I've been trying to get women to volunteer and they've come into the male facilities because that's the only place I have a class going and they get a little overwhelmed with the whole. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can only imagine. You know, because they, the men can't help but objectify the, you know, women that come in. Right. I mean, we're all just genetically predisposed for that. And so there's this whole thing of. Kind of, that gets kind of creepy for the girls. I can imagine. It's One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We're here Saturday mornings, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., the voice of the entrepreneur. And we got Jim Freeman on the show this week. He's the founder of Conviction Yoga. His goal is to create a self-sustaining model wherein you would not just have yoga classes, but yoga teachers inside Texas prisons, all 112 of them. I'm curious. We don't talk a lot of politics here, but one of the big things that's kind of out there these days, uh, uh, topic is private prisons. And I'm curious if you run up against them and if it's any different on that front. Well, the number of private prisons in Texas is very small. I think there's maybe five or six within the system, and they are considered part of TDCJ. They have all the same infrastructure that like dictates the rules for them. So I'm assuming I haven't I haven't tried to work my way into a private one yet, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming it would follow the exact same protocol as any state-owned facility. So you got 112 prisons. You've taught. You're only in a very small percentage of them right now. Yes? Well, right now just one, but at, at one point I was at five. This is One Man Brand Radio. It's News Radio KLBJ. We're here with Jim Freeman, the founder of Conviction Yoga. So tell me, Jim, this has to be rewarding for you on a very human level, connecting with men and changing lives. Can you share some of those stories with us? Oh, I mean, it it gets a little overwhelming, and I get kind of choked up when I talk about this. But I have literally seen men come into the class completely deadpan, completely disconnected. You know, so many of these guys like literally have been forgotten. Like you can always tell the guys that don't have anybody on the outside because they have prison issue boots and prison issue jackets, prison issue glasses, right? So they don't have any of the stuff that you can buy in commissary. And so, so many, if you think about it, like you commit a crime and you get a 30 year sentence. First, your wife or your girlfriend's going to quit coming, right? And then mom's going to die, and she's going to quit coming, right? The preacher, she's going to quit coming. So literally, these men, some of them don't have a single visitor for years and years and years, maybe ever. So just the idea in their minds of having a human being coming in and wanting to give them something, being there on purpose, right? is just overwhelming for them. And they're incredibly grateful. They're incredibly happy that I'm there. And then when we introduce them to the yoga, which is this whole like learning to read, you know, because so many inmates in that whole population is so completely disconnected. Like their body is just this vehicle for driving their head around. They haven't had any level of you know, they're cut off emotionally, they're cut off spiritually, anything you can, any disconnection that can happen to a human being has happened to them. Like, I've had a guy say a couple of weeks ago that this four-hour window that I get to go in is the most intimacy they ever receive. So these men haven't just lost their freedom. They're being denied every single aspect that you and I take for granted, the hug of a child being able to have a conversation and look another man in the eye and actually have a connection because they fear what that connection might create 
I mean, they, these guys are on high alert. Like, they're in fight or flight syndrome 24-7. They can't even sleep without knowing that someone could be creeping up on them. I mean, that's how dangerous it is in there. And so just they're being denied this whole level of just, you know, just by virtue of us being mammals, we need to have someone else that we can touch and hold and, you know what I mean? And, you know, so even like as I came in today, we shook hands and then gave each other a little hug. Mm -hmm. That is completely denied them. Mm -hmm. What this is doing is like, like you can see that everything is starting to start to reconnect again. Mm -hmm. Like all of that being deprived has slowly evolving back into being human beings again. Jim Freeman, Conviction Yoga. We're going to take a quick break. This is a fascinating conversation about your entrepreneurial effort to bring yoga into prisons and make the world a better place. You're building something that's real and tangible, and we're going to come back and wrap up the conversation next when One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. I see you working long hours in your business, but when will you take some time to work on your business? It's Ray from One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ, and I've been invited to participate in a very cool business strategy and planning event in 2017 that's designed for local owner-operated businesses just like yours. It's called Ad Talks, A-D-T-A-L-K-S, and you can find more information at adtalks.org. I'm honored to be invited because the presenters include local luminaries and best-selling authors and some of the brightest business building minds out there. Day one is a series of TED-style talks designed to get you to see your business with fresh eyes, and then on day two we'll break off into small groups, giving each business owner an opportunity to work privately with a small group of consultants and address exactly what is required for them to break through in 2017. This is a serious business event for serious business owners. Register before January 15th, save $500. Use the coupon code KLBJ, save another $500. AdTalks.org. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back heading to the home stretch now. One Man Brand Radio for this week here on News Radio KLBJ with my guest, Jim Freeman, my old buddy Jim Freeman, who, man, I first met back in. Jim, when I met you in 2009, okay, so what, seven years ago, eight years ago? You had a successful law practice, and you spent a lot of time jumping out of airplanes, if memory serves. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. About, that's a gym of 2009, right? Right. right. Okay. Uh, and uh, what does running a successful law practice teach you about running a successful yoga practice, especially one like this that's off on a tangent? You are off doing your own thing on this. I'm curious, though, from your time as a trial attorney and running your own practice, what did you learn there that helps something like this come to fruition? Well, you know, if you really break it down, all a trial lawyer is is a salesman, right? He knows his product, right? He gets a familiarity of his product, and then he presents it to someone else, and he's trying to sell his side of the case, right? He's troubleshooting, right? He's constantly, like, the competition has this information. How how does it not apply? How, you know, how does this not help you, Mm -hmm. right? So you're selling, you're pitching your version of the case to the jury. So that's, I mean, that's basically sales 101, right? Mm-hmm. So the people skills in particular that I acquired as an attorney and mm-hmm. being in the courtroom and being on stage definitely has helped my abilities to communicate with Huntsville. 
To, You're talking about the psychology of selling being similar to the psychology of winning a jury or absolutely, a judge. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's almost the same thing. You're basically I always used to jokingly say you're a used car salesman. Because you you probably have a kind of a crappy case, but you're trying to pitch it in a way you're going to shine it up a little <laughs> Put bit. Put some lipstick on that pig, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> One Man Brand Radio, Conviction Yoga, founded by Jim Freeman back in 2013. You're four years into this deal, Jim. So I know I read an interview that said you want to be doing this when you're 70 years old, right? So tell me, uh, what are the benchmarks along the way? How do you know if you're on the right track? How do you know if, if you're getting traction? Uh, well, what's the yardstick for measuring your success on this? deal? That's a great question. Uh, as hopefully we grow and we move into different prisons, like my goal is to have literally a conviction yoga in all the urban centers, then there's no reason to keep it in Texas. It's a great big world out there. And the only limits of this right now are the fact that you know prisons are kind of run at the Texas level. And we happen to live in a big state with 35 million people, whatever it is. Lots of 112 prisons here. But isn't it interesting to think that just your trajectory could just be three or five years. You move to Virginia and maybe you leave a footprint here in Texas and get something sustainable, self-perpetuating. And then you go pick it up in Virginia. But that's still only two out of 50 states. Right. The thing that's been really interesting, like as I, this idea started to germinate for me, I started seeing it springing up in other places. Like there's a guy in California that's been going into San Quentin for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then he has a thing called the Prison Yoga Project, and he's inspired other people in other states to start their own thing. Now, it's very, very small scale right now, mm-hmm. but then there's actually a couple of teacher trainings that as the, the idea was coming into fruition for me, started springing up. How gratifying would it be for you knowing that there are other guys out there doing their own spin on it and knowing that uh, you've been influenced by people and in turn you will influence others, but in your lifetime that this thing could have critical mass and that could be part of your legacy that this thing you know achieved critical mass somewhere between 2017 and 2037, if I'm doing the math of when at some point you're a real old guy doing yoga. Maybe I'm still <laughs> in the next 20 years, but at some point that this could be like a thing that's a movement and that it becomes uh, that you left your mark on the world and left it better than you found it. I think that'd be incredible. You know, the sad part of our system is we incarcerate more people per capita than any other nation in the world. And Texas is one of the highest, I think it might be the highest rate of incarceration of anywhere. So there's so much incarceration that there's really no money for rehabilitation. This is really, between this and going to church, that's really their only option. So this would prove to be the beginning of a mindset of rehabilitating these men. I've always looked at it from a money standpoint. If you give a man a 10-year sentence and it costs $25,000 a year to house that inmate, you're making a quarter-million-dollar investment in a human being. If you literally, if he does all his time, you spend all that money, $250,000, you've offered him nothing as far as any way to succeed. And actually, you create barriers for his success once he gets out of prison. That money, that quarter-million dollars is just thrown in the trash can. But if you take that money and you turn him back into a taxpayer, you get him out in society, help him function, make him pay property tax and sales tax and income tax, all of a sudden you've got the business model. From the liberal point of view, 
this is clearly a generous offering, right, that would appeal to the very best of what makes us human. And on the more conservative frugal side of things, this is bringing a valuable service that, I mean, no new taxes. We're not raising taxes. We don't have any money for anything. If you start really looking at it, say you get a 20-year sentence or a 30-year sentence today, you're going to grow old and you're going to get sick and you're going to die in there. So the way it's set up right now, their only movement is literally from their cell to the day room, maybe sometime on the rec yard, walking up and down the run to going to dinner. That's it. So all the sedentary diseases, you're going to have all of that. Eventually, you're going to end up with, you know, a lot of connective tissue problems. So a lot of injury. You're going to have probably obesity Because they literally, especially the men that have resources, eat all the crap from commissary. Then you're going to end up like there is a unit, the Estelle unit in Huntsville, 700 men in that prison are on dialysis. So the cost of housing an inmate, especially as they age and get old and die and get sick, rises astronomically. You might be spending three or four hundred thousand dollars keeping a man alive at the end of his life. So that whole idea, if we can start from the very beginning of his sentence and have him doing yoga, have him making a positive change in his life, he will have the opportunity to not die that way, not die in a super expensive way. So the right thing to do is also good business. Absolutely. It makes no sense to invest that kind of money in a human being and not help him succeed when he gets out. Our guest today on One Man Brand Radio has been Jim Freeman. If you want to learn more about Conviction Yoga, best place right now while your fancy new webpage is under construction, hit him up on Facebook. Just search for Conviction Yoga. Jim, thanks for being here today on One Man Brand Radio. Thank you.